Former Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz, who was fired because of infidelity that was discovered, has now been lifted back into a ministry position with Transformation Church, pastored by none other than Mike Todd, as we look at his history and whether or not he should be placed in a leadership role at a church. And we also look at other teachers, such as Brian Houston, Joel Osteen, and Stephen Furtick, who were recently pictured together. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at a recent picture, which is quite interesting for some people. They might be surprised to see none other than Stephen Furtick, Brian Houston, and Joel Osteen pictured together and wonder, are these birds just flocking together because they're much alike, or is there something else going on? And we're going to be taking a look at none other than Carl Lentz, the former pastor of Hillsong NYC, who was let go because of being caught cheating on his wife. But before we do get into that, we want to just ask you real quick to click on the subscribe button. Also a like that helps get in these videos up here on YouTube. And if you're listening via podcast, please make sure that you leave a five-star review if you feel so led. We always try to make sure to edify the body of Christ, warn of different false teachings that are coming, and also present the gospel whenever we can. And when you do those things, it helps to bring these videos up onto people's feed. So with all of that, for those who don't know who Carl Lentz is, he is the former pastor of NYC. That is the New York City Hillsong. In fact, Carl Lentz has a very interesting history. Many people know him as a celebrity pastor who has fallen. And just to give a little bit of an understanding of who he is and what he's all about, Pastor Carl Lentz, or the former pastor Carl Lentz, he was actually a college basketball player at NC State, and after that, ended up going over to King's College and Seminary in Los Angeles, not too far from here, only to also go out to Australia to be schooled by none other than the mega church Hillsong. And so while he was out there, he became very close friends with none other than Joel Houston. And when his time was done out there, he became a youth pastor in Virginia Beach at a church called Wave Church. And while he was there, Pastor Carl Lentz uh, engaged in a lot of, I guess you would say, worldly endeavors to entice people to come to youth group. And sadly, this is something that is very common. I've been involved in the youth ministry here at our church in Simi Valley, California, in Blessed Hope Chapel. And for people who have been involved in those ministries, typically it is a heartbreaking thing to see that people will use any means in order to get young people into the flock. And when I say any means, I don't I don't mean the gospel. I mean they will try to look like the world. And in fact, there was an entire article written on Carl Lentz as the youth pastor and how when you come to their youth group, you might actually hear songs by none other than Lady Gaga. And, you know, he might just wear a Leonard Skinner shirt pulling up in his motorcycle or whatever it may be. And you just got the understanding that this was somebody who was using worldly means in order to entice and to bring in those who are a part of the world. Sadly enough, instead of being holy and separate and also trying to reach the gospel to these young people, 
it seemed like very worldly, I guess it was just worldly ideas and trying to do the things of the world and act like it so that when they come, it's like a diet nightclub for the non-believer who is visiting the church, which I could get into a whole thing about how that's really dangerous for young believers who would then be more likely to be enticed by them out of the church than the church coming back and being separate from the world, or from the world coming back and being separate from it. But nonetheless, with that popularity, not only that and his friendship with Joel Houston, when Hillsong decided they were going to go global and they really wanted to start a place not only in Los Angeles, but also one in New York City, none other than Carl Lentz and Joel Houston. Joel Houston, who writes a lot of the songs for Hillsong, uh, Hillsong United and so forth, but also he would be the worship pastor and Carl Lentz would be the pastor of Hillsong NYC. And one of the things that they would do to grow this church was, I believe, get him courtside at Knicks games and make him best friends with celebrities and so forth. And it's kind of interesting, uh, and I don't want to get too far down the weeds here because we want to talk about what's going on with him right now, but his relationship with Judah Smith is actually somewhat of what brought Carl Lentz into the limelight, so to speak. And that is because Judah Smith, who is another pastor very similar of the same ilk, uh, dressed up <laughs> nicely, uh, designer clothes and all that fun stuff, there was a single mother who drove down from Toronto to hear Judah Smith actually speak one time in his church in Washington. And that single mother had a son by the name of Justin Bieber. And Justin Bieber became uh, very close with Judah Smith. And the reason for that is because Justin Bieber's mother wanted, when he was a 16-year-old uh, prodigy in terms of music and so forth, they wanted Judah to be able to disciple him and be a good influence on him. And he did become somewhat of a spiritual leader. And if you know anything about Judah Smith, that's probably not the best thing. But nonetheless, that connection, and whether it's with Judah Smith or Gary Wilkerson Jr. and Carl Lentz and Hillsong, those connections helped none other than Carl Lentz become somewhat of the most popular celebrity pastor with people visiting Hillsong NYC with him going to a number of Knicks games courtside, taking pictures with Jay-Z and Russell Wilson, taking pictures alongside, of course, Tyson Chandler and so forth. And in fact, Justin Bieber at one point, in a very low point in his life after, you know, even prostitutes taking videos and posting them on the internet and him getting arrested and all these sorts of things that are going on in Justin Bieber's life, also being pictured shirtless and taking shots at a bar with Carl Lentz, you see this, this very interesting thing taking place because Carl ends up baptizing Justin Bieber when he is considerably at his lowest. And they do so because they usually do baptisms at a hotel, but it was closed, so they decided we're going to baptize him in the bathtub of none other than Tyson Chandler, former NBA basketball player. And this kind of starts a very interesting dynamic between Justin and Carl. They start being very close and, and whatever. And Carl ends up having a lot of celebrity fans and a lot of celebrities following his ministry. He starts going on shows like The View. He starts being interviewed by Oprah, going on Logan Paul's show, Impulsive, and you look at him over and over again, and when you're watching this, he 
is so political in the way he shares, but even when it comes to abortion, he won't give answers. Homosexuality, he won't give answers. So it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? Um, that's the kind of conversation we would have finding out your story, where you're from, what Work you believe. Through it. Like yeah, about I mean, God's the judge. Some people will be like, you need to make bet you, you need to answer our questions about the homosexuality issue. And I always say, I do, you just don't like my answers. And here's exactly what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. the, some media wants us to use our pulpit mm -hmm. to uh, have a soapbox for social issues. I don't believe that's our job. I don't believe Jesus did that. You go look at what Jesus did. He was always talking about the heart of an individual and the soul of a person, not these symptomatic societal problems. And people hate that because a lot of churches are about what they're against. We're about what we're for. And when it comes to people's sexuality, I don't want to use a public forum to yeah. talk about private things. And he actually got a little bit of controversy and exposure because something that took place was on the show Survivor, there were a couple of contestants and they said that they were gay and they were actually not only homosexuals, but they led a church worship team. And in fact, they became uh, heads of the choir there at Hillsong NYC. And this was going on for a number of years. This is only exposed because they were on Survivor talking about how they lead worship in New York and that they're a homosexual couple, a practicing homosexual couple. And when you look at it, Hillsong in Australia said, hey, we got to do some PR work here and say that's not what we allow. And they claimed that Josh, who was the homosexual who was helped leading the choir, that he did not disclose that he was homosexual. And he said they made me out to be a liar. And he said all he had to do was ask the people at Hillsong NYC and they would have told him they knew he was homosexual and they still had him leading the worship at the church. But nonetheless, and what a terrible, by the way, example uh, to be dishonest, um, a terrible example, and patting someone on the back, letting them lead worship. Um, the Bible says, not only in Colossians, but Ephesians, pretty much something very similar, two sayings, teaching one another, admonishing one another, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. They're allowing homosexual to teach through the worship there. It's just a sad, sad endeavor. But what has been exposed over and over about Carl Lentz after all this celebrity, after everything, after all the podcasts or all the books sold and all of this, Carl Lentz was cheating on his wife. Now, it came out, a couple of interesting stories, it came out because of one specific mistress named Ramin who came out and said, this is how it happened. I knew he was married and so forth. She's changed her story a number of times. But actually, Hillsong was warned that he was doing this with other women as well. And it was only found out Afterwards, when Hillsong, those in Australia, after it was exposed that Carl Lentz was cheating on his wife, and he was only exposed because he left his laptop open at the church, and apparently there were some scantily clad photos and messages that were sent that other people ended up seeing because it was part of the their Apple cloud, and so they saw things that should not be sent to a married pastor. And... That actually led to his downfall. And then after that, there was a law group that Hillsong used, Hillsong from Australia used, to look into everything that was going on. And there was a lot of stuff found. In fact, not only in New York, but in other Hillsongs as well, how the finances were being used and so forth. And when it comes to there, some of the stuff that was revealed was this wasn't just it. It wasn't just this Middle Eastern woman that 
he found said he found so attractive. He found that Middle Eastern women are the most beautiful in the world and so forth. That's some of the lines he used to pick her up. But it was also actually their nanny. In fact, in the report that came out, his wife caught him with the nanny and actually ended up punching the nanny in the face three times. And sadly enough, she was gaslit, apparently, to be to that's what the reports say. She was gaslit to say, oh, yeah, nothing was actually going on. You're just losing your mind. Now, that is a lot to say. And if we did this entire episode on Hillsong, we could stick on that or the fact that, you know, Brian Houston was arrested in L.A. recently on a DUI. Brian Houston was also caught sending inappropriate messages to leadership at Hillsong in Australia. And not only was he caught doing so, the woman actually said, I want my the money that I, I gave as an offering returned. I don't want any part of this. And he was caught going into a woman's hotel room at a Hillsong conference that wasn't his wife. And after going in there, they claimed it was because he mixed alcohol and anti-anxiety medicine. And that's why he was walking into women's rooms that were not his wife. Obviously, there seems to be a substantive issue there. And it does seem, especially if you understand Brian Houston's own father and the fact that Hillsong Church as a whole is actually built on the edifice of not only the prosperity gospel, but also on the edifice of his father who molested young boys. And there was some sort of cover-up where they may have told their congregation and not allowed their dad to preach anymore, but they would not tell the police. And this brings us to what's going on now with Carl Lentz, because there was a lot more found out about the adulterating of the Word of God, the way he treated the people there at Hillsong NYC, the people that were volunteering to him. And that's what they were doing. They were volunteering to him. It's pretty a sad, it's a pretty sad thing. And just the black eye to the body of Christ that this stuff becomes, it really does hurt your heart. But when we look at this and we see this whole scenario playing out here with none other than Carl Lentz, of course we would say this man needs to repent, he needs to turn, he needs to get away, he gets, needs to get out of ministry. Of course, I think everyone would say that. Sadly enough, almost right away when this all happened, he hired a PR firm. And in fact, you would hope that he just simply repented and turned from these things, but it always makes you kind of skeptical when somebody hires a PR firm. In fact, he hired the same PR firm that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry ended up using, and then they actually separated. And some people, some reports had said it's because they were too dishonest, uh, sadly enough, uh, Mr. Lentz there. But you wonder when somebody hires a PR firm, especially when it comes to a pastor who has fallen, a pastor who has been caught in their infidelity, who's been caught adulterating the word of God, somebody who has made their God their belly that doesn't meet the requirements of a pastor. When you look at this and you say, wow, well, they need to repent. They need to turn. Praise God. His wife has not left him and has forgiven him to some degree. So hopefully they can find a good Bible-believing church, one that doesn't teach the nonsense that Hillsong teaches, and they can go to that and humbly receive the word of truth, find another job, and get into that vocation. And I say this for a reason. I don't want to just throw these things out here, but these are the requirements of an elder. And it's important. It's important that we understand that. And in 1 Timothy 3, when we get the requirements of an elder, it is a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of 
overseer. It is a fine work he desires to do. An overseer, then, must be above reproach. That doesn't sound like Mr. Lentz. The husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Guys, if you know anything about the background of even his driver and so forth, saying he wanted to pray with him and he was let go because of it. I mean, some of the stuff is pretty rough. Not addicted to much wine. Some of the reports when he would go to his mistress, he would go and ride around and go pick up a bottle of whiskey and put it in his backpack and get drunk with her. Or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. Prosperity teachers, it is impossible to be free of the love of money. He must be one who managed his own household well. It's really hard to do that when you're stepping out of the bounds of marriage, keeping his children under control with all dignity. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God and not a new convert so that he will not become conceited and fall into the condemnation occurred by the devil? Here's another important verse, verse 7. And for some reason, people always want to rebuild these pastors who have fallen, guys like Todd Bentley, who reportedly were sleeping around with guys and girls who cheated on his wife, John Hagee as well, who left his wife for his secretary. I mean, you could go down the list of so many of these teachers who step out of the bounds of marriage and people build them back up into these positions they should never have. And I believe 1 Timothy 3, 7 disqualifies them. It says, and he must have a good reputation with those outside of the church so that he will not fall into the reproach and the snare of the devil. Guys, there is no possible way, there is just no way that Mr. Carl Lentz can have a good reputation with those outside of the church. So when you see people like this that are trying to get raised back up into the ministry, sadly enough, their reputation is one that brings ill repute, that brings stub toes to the body of Christ. That's not what we want. Why do you have to have this position? Just sit down and be discipled. If you're truly repentant, it's not about PR firms. If you're truly repentant about these things, it is about making sure your wife is taken care of, making sure your children are taken care of, and most importantly, making sure you're right with Christ, and then being put back into these positions. And that's what this is all about. Carl Lentz is being placed back into ministry. And of course, we're going to find out where is just what church is saying, come on, Carl, we want all the baggage that goes with this. Not, come on, Carl, you need repentance. You need to sit under leadership, fall under that leadership, and make sure you're actually listening and growing and being sanctified and your children are being set apart for Christ. No, no, no. It's Let's bring you here so that you can also serve here because we need more celebrity pastors. Guys, we need less celebrity. We need less of us and more of Jesus. I don't want people to remember my name if I'm sharing the gospel with them. I do not care if they remember my name. Let my life be forgotten, but Lord, please use me in any way to share the truth of your word with this lost and dying world. And this is where he is going. In an email sent to Religion News Service, executive pastor Tammy McWhorter said, quote, We gladly welcome Carl Lentz to our Transformation Church staff, helping Transformation Church with strategy as we continue to move forward 
in our vast vision. McCorders told Two News Oklahoma that, quote, after two years of Carl being in his own discovery and healing process, he has shown readiness to use his God-given gifts towards the local church again. We believe in Carl, his marriage, his skill set, and his restoration. We pray that Carl, Laura, and their family experience not only their own restoration, but help others experience restoration by using their triumphs and failures to create resources for the body of Christ at large. We believe that this is part of what it looks like for the church to be the church. Now, if you're wondering what Transformation Church is, we just recently did an episode that you can check out that talks about Pastor Mike Todd at Transformation Church giving people a license to sin. And sadly enough, that's exactly what he does there. And man, if I have not found two equivalents when listening to the different sermons, I I think Carl Lentz and Mike Todd, man, they have a lot in common when it comes to some of their sermons. Mike is a little more extravagant and so forth. But when you look at it over and over again, you got Somebody like Carl Lentz, who has told people to buy alcohol, literally buy cases of alcohol to give to homeless people so that they will come to church. Uh, I mean, when you look at Mike Todd, who, when we exposed this just not long ago, he is telling people that those walking into the gay bars are our brothers and sisters. That means those who practice unrighteousness, those who practice sin— They're really a child of God, even though the word of God, the unadulterated word of God in 1 John chapter 3 says the children of God and the children of devil are obvious. Those who practice righteous are righteous just as he is righteous, but those who practice, practice, practice sin are of the devil. For the devil is sin from the beginning, and Jesus Christ came for this reason, to destroy the works of the devil In Romans, the eighth chapter, a chapter of victory, of laying aside the deeds of the flesh, killing the flesh so that the spirit may live over and over in our lives, we are called more than conquerors through him who loves us. And when we are told by pastors that a life bent on loss, that has no victory over sin, that this is normative in the Christian walk, guys, that is a lie. That it's, there's nothing wrong with thinking the thought of being horny for a woman who is not your wife. Imagine, imagine somebody who has struggled with infidelity, someone who has cheated on their wife, has engaged in this and been caught publicly. And imagine going to a church where the pastor has literally from the pulpit told people to repeat that thinking the sin which in context of what Mike Todd was talking about, that thinking the sin of being horny with someone else at your workplace that isn't your wife because your wife made you mad, imagine lighting that torch. Imagine fanning that flame of immorality with someone who could so easily be stumbled. And not only that, to take that person and... In, and not only be ministered to by someone who would say that from a pulpit, but take them and give them a leadership position where the offerings at that church are going to go to pay for someone who does not meet the qualifications of leadership in a church. This is beyond heartbreaking. But 
Sadly, it is par for the course. And there is something that is sadly learned. And there is the old adage that says, birds of a feather flock together. And sadly enough, when it comes to heretics, you actually see they network really well. And I say this because you can look at this recent picture of none other than Brian Houston, Joel Osteen, and Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church. And plenty of people have listened to Stephen Furtick and have told us, you guys are all wrong about him. He's not like this. He's not about this and not about that. Even though, you know, there's Sunday school drawings and so forth that you color with Stephen Furtick (laughs) vision casting. Uh, Even though Stephen Furtick has said that John 14, 6 doesn't actually teach and people get it wrong that Jesus is the only way to the Father when he was talking with Charlemagne the God and missed out on actually sharing the gospel that he has played songs like Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, from Nirvana as part of an illustration at his church that he has taught modalism at best. He is so ignorant of what the Trinity teaches at worst. He's a modalist like somebody he absolutely loves, which is T.D. Jakes. And then you look at Joel Osteen, who is the king of the prosperity gospel. And you look at Brian Houston right there with him. And all of these guys, they they flock together for a reason. So seeing Carl Lentz leaving Hillsong and moving over to Transformation Church with everything that we know about Mike Todd now, I think all of these things are a true a reality of the fact that they are akin to one another. There is true fellowship there, and they're not unevenly yoked. And these things, guys, it is not easy to talk about these things. It's not easy to sit through some of these sermons and listen to some of the just horrible things that they teach, but we have to mark and avoid. This is what the body of Christ has to do. We have to point this out, and it might not be easy. It might not be fun, but we have to point these out. We need to make sure that what's being taught, we need to make sure that when this is the expression of Christianity that people are seeing, oh, yeah, my friend went to Hillsong, or yeah, my 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 neighbor listens to Joel Osteen, or my friend loves Stephen Furtick and listens to his podcast all the time. When those things are said, it isn't freak out and talk about, can't you think? No, it's expressing, well, here's my concerns that I have with them, and expressing them with Scripture. Do I have a concern with Pastor Greg Locke? who left his wife for his secretary. Yeah, I do. And I don't believe that he should be ministering and certainly not making movies about Jesus where people seemingly he believes are possessed by the devil that are actually Christians. Should we point that out and actually share and say, no, this is concerning? Yes, we absolutely should. We need to make sure that first we are clean, that our house is in order, We are supposed to, the name of the show is 511 News, we are supposed to expose wickedness, have nothing to do with wickedness, but expose it. We are also supposed to call out the things that are inside the church that should not be. And I encourage you guys, this doesn't doesn't do anything to hurt the gospel. This is us expressing the reality of the true gospel of Jesus Christ, a gospel that brings victory, that is the dunamis power, the dynamite power, That is the gospel, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's set free because the blood of Jesus has paid for the sins of the world, and all who come to him 
who are heavy laden, who are heavy burdened, he will give us rest for our souls. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I encourage you guys to turn to him right now. God bless you guys. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.